Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 46. And maybe we preached from some of this not too long ago. Verse 46 says, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He has showed strength with his arm, and has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty, has sent empty away. He has opened his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. And we'll stop right there. I want to go back. To verse 48, for he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden, for behold, from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. Still blessed. Here's a little teenage girl, and just to, and that's my speculation. <coughs> Here's a little teenage girl without a husband. And an angel speaks to her. The Bible don't say she was of any lineage as far as royal descendants. The Bible don't say that her family was well known or that her family had money. I believe she was just a poor little old teenage girl. Nothing to brag of, nothing to boast about, but an angel spoke to her. And he said, Blessed art thou among women, for that that's conceived of thee is going to be a Savior. And he shall save his people Israel. And all of his kingdom, there shall be no end. And so this little teenage girl was espoused to a man named Joseph. And the angel just didn't leave. God don't, God don't really have freight ends. Did you know that? He takes care of the whole problem. Amen. He deals with the situation from every angle. So he sent an angel and spoke to Joseph and told him that the baby's name would be Jesus. He said, fear not to take Mary to be thy wife for that is conceived of her is of the Holy Ghost. And his name shall be called Jesus. Amen. And now we have Mary going down to see Elizabeth, who's in her sixth month, a woman that was past age of childbearing years. And when the angel spoke to Elizabeth's husband, Zacharias, he had just a little doubt and the Lord sealed his lips so that he couldn't speak until the child was born. 
And when Mary spoke, and Elizabeth heard the voice of Mary, the babe leaped in Elizabeth's womb. I'd like for the Lord to come by Dutch Bottoms and the unborn babes feel so much spirit that they weep. Amen. I'd like for, I'd like for the Lord, for the angel to pass by. Preacher, uh, Johnny, you pray for me for this to be it. Gary, you pray for me for this to be it. I'd like for the angels to pass by. Preacher, what are you talking about? There's 53 people here. I read when they built the temple that they put cherubims up at the altar and the tip of one wing reached to the wall and the tip of the other wing reached to the middle of the altar and the other angel's wing touched that angel's, the tip of that angel's wing and its other wing reached to the other side. There's angels at the house of God. Amen. The angels spoke to Joseph. The angels spoke to Mary. And the angels still speak in this day and age. Amen. I would that the angels would speak to us this morning. I don't know which way I'm going, Bob. I'm just going to buy the Lord. Remember the shepherds? What happened to them? Did the angel not speak to them too? Said in Bethlehem of Judea, go down there and you'll find the Savior. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Christmas is over, preacher. Christmas is every day if you've been saved. Right. Christmas is every day if you've been saved. Amen. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men. And now we have the little lad, little maiden Mary going down to speak to Elizabeth's house. She speaks and Elizabeth hears the voice and the babe leaps in Elizabeth's womb. We find out that that babe is John the Baptist, the forerunner of Christ. And this is Mary's voice speaking to you and me. She said, My soul doth magnify by the Lord for he's considered the lowest state of his handmaid from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. Now I'm not preaching to you to pray to Mary. She was just a woman just like these ladies are sitting here at Dutch Bottoms this morning. She was human. She was flesh and blood but she represents the church of the living God Mary, the mother of Jesus, passed away. Her carcass is laying over there somewhere. But the church is living still. Did you hear what I just said? The church is living still. And we're still blessed. Amen. I preached to you just a few weeks ago about when they took Jesus in on the eighth day to be circumcised. And Simeon was there. And he said, held, held the baby in his arms. And he said, now my servant, depart in peace. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Amen. I'm ready to go. 
Are you? There was once a time within my heart I was condemned to die. What's the chorus say? When he calls me, I will fly away. If I hear it, I'm ready. I can depart in peace. Because one night as a little eight-year-old boy, I looked up, he looked down, and he sent salvation by way. I saw it. I caught a glimpse of it. I threw the eye of faith. I believed. I looked on him. And I've been saved by the grace of God. And if I, that's been, I was eight, I'm 55 now. You can do the math. But I can tell you through all those years, I was blessed on that day. And I'm still blessed today. Why, preacher? Because I'm part of God's church. I'm going to say something you might not like. And it's not peculiar to, to Dutch Bottom. And I believe we should receive people with open arms. But I would say there's a very good probability, and I'm not calling any names, I'm not pointing anybody out. I don't know, I don't have a clue, John. But I would say there's a probability that somewhere throughout the years of existence of this church, they have taken a member that might not have been a part of the church. You understand what I'm saying? They might have their name on the roll book but they might not have their name in the big book. Amen. That's not peculiar to Dutch Bottoms. I'm sure it's happened at about every church. And people will look at those folks. Okay. How can I tell, preacher? You know you've passed from death into life. Because you love the brother. That's how you tell. It ain't in how many songs they sing. It ain't in how many Bible verses they can quote. It ain't in how many Sunday school classes they can teach. It's in how much love they've got. Look at me. You see this? That's in my jeans. Some of you knew my dad. He had this same old stuff too. Some of you knew my dad. He had this same old stuff too. That's my genetics. That's in my makeup. That's how folks who belong to the, have the DNA of the strangers in them, they have that kind of stuff. I'm part of the church. I'm one of his. Amen. So overlook this. Yes. Look right in here. Yes. I hope you can yes. see what's on the inside. Right. I hope you can see that there's love in there. I hope you can see 
that, that there are some qualities in there that make me Christ-like. I'll never be as good as He was. I'll never be perfect. I'll never have the compassion, the empathy to the degree that He did. But God help me to have some of it. God help me to be more like Him every day because I'm part of the church and I'm still blessed. Amen. Amen. <sighs> Marty and Juanita couldn't make it today. They got exposed to this virus. They're not sick to this point, but they stayed home out of a precaution. John and Marie and some folks in their family are sick. They need your prayers. Bobby and Jean are sick. They need your prayers. Marilyn had a, had a heart surgery, and now she's got COVID. Could have been me. Yes. Somebody was telling me this morning, might have been up at the radio station, about a person, multiple, multiple sicknesses, 56 year old. I'm 55. It was Roger was telling me. His neighbor, 56 year old, his wife has major health concerns. The husband is 56. Multiple, multiple issues and sickness. And here I am. I could come to church today. Here I am. I could get a deep breath. I could get up. On my two feet, I can stand on my own. I went into the bathroom. I brushed my teeth. I showered. I put clean clothes on. Did that all by myself. Got in a car that God has blessed me with. And it ran right over here. It didn't sputter. I didn't have to pull off the road and take her with it to get it to come the rest of the way. I have done that before. Came into a building that was safe and secure. Clean, warm, dry. Did you know there are churches in Africa where they have dirt floors? No heat in there. Did you know that there are times when it floods and things like that that they'll go in those buildings and they'll have church anyway standing knee deep in water just to worship the Lord? We don't have to do that. How blessed are we? We're still blessed. The world is raging. Maybe I tried to preach this morning. People's neglected the church. They don't have no use for it. They've done away with it. It's still the apple of his eye. He still loves it. It's the only thing on here that he does love. I know the scripture says, for God so loved the world, but you ask yourself, who's he coming back for? 
He's coming back for the church. Amen. We're still blessed. Amen. Paul said, if I, had, if I had hope of Christ in this life only, I'd be of all men most miserable. If this was all there was, it'd be a sad day, wouldn't it? But we've got a better hope because we are the church, the bride of Christ. Amen. He's coming back for us. I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep in the Lord. For the Lord Himself. Preacher, it's just a bad day. Whenever I was these children's age, me and Pam's about the same age, if they were going to run a TV show that had a single curse word in it, they would run a disclaimer before the show ever started to let parents know that that might be something that was not suitable for their children. And now you can't find one that don't have curse words in it. If it was going to be something that was suggestive, they would run that disclaimer across through there. And now everything you turn on is suggestive. Not only of relationships that God condones, marital relationships, but of those He condemns. Yes, He does condemn some. And the world is saying it's okay. When's the last time you turned on a TV show and they said something about going to church? It's been a day, hasn't it? Or two. Or year. Or ten. They've written us off. But God hasn't. And God will make His way. Did you know that? You pray for me for just about five minutes longer. Can you do that? I believe it's in Matthew. It says, teaching whatever I command you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. It tells us to take the gospel out to all the world. Now, who would know how to do that? How could we get good old-time preaching from Cobb County, Tennessee to Canada, to Afghanistan, to England, to Russia? God makes a way. He provides technology so that we can do that kind of thing. Did you know... Some of you may know, some of you may not. The messages that we have here at Dutch Bottoms. Robert records them. I can take those, upload them. Preacher, this is getting away from the message. I can take those and upload them. I put them on my computer. I put them on a website. And people from all over the world can hear them. Just a way to let people know that Jesus loves them. And wherever they are, they might not be able to meet and congregate in North Korea like we do. They might not be able to get down on their knees and cry out to the Lord in an open area like we can. They may not, it may be forbidden for them to meet for any purpose that's religious, but I want them to know in good old East Tennessee, we're still blessed. 
We can still cry out. And we've got a God that can reach even to the farther most places of the earth. I believe the writer said if I take the wings of an eagle and go to the uttermost parts of the earth, you'd still find God there. Aren't you glad in your deepest, darkest valleys? No matter where you go, I believe you'll find Him. Yay! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Thou art with me. Thy word, I believe the Bible says, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. No matter how dark it gets, I'm still blessed to have a light to guide my way. Amen. We had the major scene here a week or two ago. We had the shepherds and the angels and the wise men and all that. I wasn't there. That's some chronologically 2,000 years ago. But because of what happened there, I'm blessed. Because of Jesus coming. Now, he didn't stay in a manger. He came to die. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become. Aren't you blessed? To you. He gave power to become the sons and daughters of God. To you, who were just like me, wretched and vile. And yet he loved us enough. He wrapped his arms around us and called us his own. How blessed are we? Oh, we're still blessed. Yes. I know the Bible even calls it a crooked and perverse nation. That's where we're at. But, and I know there are folks that have money that think they can buy their way out of anything. They'll hire the biggest lawyers. They'll come up with some reason or rationale to legitimize the mistake that they made. And sometimes even that won't get you out of trouble. But I read for this little organization we're a part of. You know, it seems like these organizations today, they're all a power struggle. Somebody wants to get ahead of the other. That's not the way this organization works. We just love everybody. And that seems to work. But I read one time where this little old lady that's still blessed met down at John Mark's mother's house. And Peter was in prison. We got folks in prison at Dutch Bottles. I'm not talking about Brushy Mountain. I'm not talking about the Conk County Jail. I'm talking about a prison between their ears where Satan has got them locked up and they can't get out. They can't get out, but God can get them out. The church down at John Mark's mother's house prayed for Peter and him locked up in prison. Now Peter's, I don't know. I don't read about Peter's mother being there. I don't read about Peter's natural brothers or sisters being there. And his family might have 
tried to work through the government on his behalf to get him released to no avail. But you know what got him out? You know what let him go? You know what caused the chains to fall off? You know what caused him to have strength to walk through the gate? The little church that was praying down at John Mark's mother's house. You know why that prayer worked? Because she's still blessed. I believe Simeon told Mary that he was set for the rise and fall of Israel. And even whenever the shepherds came and bowed down, you read the last part of that. You know what it says? But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Not every day was a good day for Mary, was it? Didn't look like it was going to be a good day from the get-go. When she came to the innkeeper, he said no. There she was. Nine months, nine months pregnant. Baby to be born any second. And the innkeeper said no, no. So they had to go down to a little barn in Bethlehem. And no doubt she thought, here I am going to have to bring this baby into the world in this place. Of all places where the animals are, where the sheep are, where the cows are, the hay is. A lot of women would say, well, that's unsanitary. That's unclean. We can't have a baby born in such a place as that. But Mary brought forth her babe. And when the shepherds came, they found Mary and Joseph and babe lying in a manger. And what may have started out as not the perfect day wound up to be great. Amen. The shepherds came and they rejoiced at his birth. The wise men came and brought the best that they had and they rejoiced at his birth. And guess what we're still doing today? We're still rejoicing at his birth because we're still blessed. Do you know Satan works on us all? I started to say Satan works on our young folks, but he don't just stop at them. <laughs> he works on every one of us. Dave and he'll work on you too, son. When he does come calling, you look around at the Christian home you've been raised in with people that loved you. You look at the church you're blessed to attend with everybody here loves your heart, son. Everybody here has prayed for you that the Lord would save you. We love you. You've got a Savior that gave His life on Calvary so you could have the peace in your heart that you've got right now. And when Satan comes calling and he comes howling and he talks in your ear and whispers something that you, that's untrue and that's what he'll do because everything he's got to say is a lie, you remind him you're blessed. 
You remind him of the mom and dad that loved you and prayed for you and taught you about Jesus. They gave you a warm place to sleep, food to eat, and clothes on your back. Most of all, they loved you. You remind him about the church you attend and how it's filled with the power of God. You remind him about how great it is to be saved and where you got it and how it felt. And the next thing you know, he'll back off and leave you alone. You shouldn't talk to the young man like that preacher. He needs to know what's coming. And if you think I was just talking to Tavian, you're mistaken. I'm talking to you. Because we're all blessed. I've heard people say, and I'll be down here in a second. I've heard people say, well, Satan can't take me any farther than that little altar where I now got saved. He can't get me that far. I've already seen too much. <laughs> he can't get me past two Sunday nights ago when Tavian stood right along in here and said, Jesus saved me. He can't get me past that. He can't get me past when Israel knelt right here and Jesus saved her. He can't get me past where Jerah knelt right here and Jesus saved her. I can go on if you want to. Laney, wasn't it right along in here somewhere? And Jesus saved your soul on a Thursday. I don't want to have to tell this. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody touched me. I saw Laney raising her hand back there on Thursday. Now look back here. Jericho was standing up. And on one side of her, we had this fine young lady standing up proclaiming her day as a Thursday. And on this other side of Jericho, we had this young man standing up and proclaiming his day as a Thursday. You don't know it, but you blessed me. She glanced over her shoulder and looked. Big tears welled up on her eyes and started running down her cheeks. We're still blessed. We're still blessed. What's the song say? For the little church that I attend. And for all my Christian friends, God has been so good to me. I could go on. I could talk about Hack Wilson and Jen. Right here sits their granddaughter and their great-granddaughter right back there. They're gone, but we're still blessed. God's still here. I could talk about Jay and Bonnie Lewis. They've gone on. But we're still here. And we're still blessed. Mike and Loretta ain't able to come anymore. Right here sits some of their family. We're still here. And we're still blessed.
some things you don't forget. I remember getting a phone call on a Monday. And when I answered the phone, this lady was shouting. Tell me that her husband had got saved. He was 92 years old. He made his reward just soon after there. We're still here. But we're still blessed. I remember Nan. I remember her testimony. She's gone on. But we're still here. We're still blessed. I remember Sharon. She was faithful as long as she could possibly be to Dutch Bottoms. She left us. We're still here. I can still feel the Lord on the inside. He still gives me plenty to eat. He still gives me a roof over my head. He's there every time I need him. We're still blessed. Aren't you glad? We have a church. Amen. Amen. And when you want to lift up the name of the Lord and tell how good he's been to you, when you want to profess your salvation, when you want to tell about his many blessings, you're free to do so. You can't do that everywhere you go. But you have a church where you can do that. Are you blessed? And when hearts are pounding and you don't know what to do and the Lord comes by and knocks and says you need to go pray. You don't have to worry if it's permissible or not. You don't have to worry what somebody else might say or think. When the Lord knocks and you need to pray, you can run to the altar. Are we not blessed? to be able to have an audience with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let me say this. I'll hush here in a minute. I think of Ray John. Most of you know him. You may not be able to understand him. I can catch about 80% of what he says. But you have to be able to listen to him to pick it out. I may not understand everything he says. But when he bows and talks to the king, God don't miss a word. I remember, you don't hear much of it anymore. I guess we just got used to the idea of it. When we were kids, they'd make a big deal out of Russia having the nuclear bombs and us having the nuclear bombs. And how that dis it, destruction was just that far away. Just a button to be pushed and it could all be over. And here we are some 40 years later. 
You think that's bad? Instead of looking that way, y'all look that way. Because he is coming back. They may never explode another nuclear bomb, but Jesus is coming back on the clouds of glory. And this church has been beat about. This church has been put down, been kicked on, been told there wasn't no use of it in 2022. That's where we're at, ain't we? This church that people have said they might as well just close the door. When he comes back, preacher, and I've been I've preached this, I've been told it. It's not a popularity contest. One day it will be. Because everybody will want to get on the plane. That's right. But only those that belong to the church will be blessed enough to get there. See, we're still blessed. This is what David had to say. I once was young. I can identify with him. And now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I don't have to go to Walmart to the spiritual food aisle. I can come to church. And I can be fed until I'm full. He still blesses us. He's not forsaken us. He's not left us to our own devices. I know we've got technology. and I, I know there's other churches that do things with it. And that's all well and good. But salvation still comes by conviction. Still sent by the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's what draws sinners to the altar. And that's still how they get saved. I believe in personal work, don't you? I believe that some sinner has to notice the difference between what we've got and what they have and realize we have more peace in our heart than they do. They have to realize we have more joy in our life than they do. They have to realize that we have more love for our fellow man than they do. In other words, they have to realize we've got something better. If it's no better than what they got, why would they want it? I may be the one with COVID tomorrow, John, I don't know. I may be the one in the hospital with heart disease or cancer tomorrow, I don't know. By this time, by the next service we have, Tammy may be having my funeral. I don't know. But I do know if that happens, I'm blessed. I've got a better place to go. We used to sing this song. Start looking for me when you reach heaven. Keep looking for me. I'll be there. If I'm not on my knees at the throne of my Savior, just look back this way. I'll be there. I'm blessed. If I leave today and you come around my casket, you can say there was one blessed man. We're still blessed. Mary said all generations 
shall call me blessed. Mary represented the mother of Christ. We're heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. Jesus said you must be born again. What did Nicodemus say? How can a man be born again when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? And this is what Jesus' response was, and then I'll be quiet. He said that this born of flesh is flesh, that this born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. I saw Debbie post a little video on Facebook the other day of a newborn calf. It was not alone. It was not just standing there with no one else around. There was the mother. Everything that's born has to have a mom. That's a spiritual birth requires a mother. We've got a heavenly father. We're the mother. I got saved at home, but I got saved right through the church. Because some saints of God at church was calling my name out. Tavian got saved at home, I guess it was. But he got saved right through the church. Because there was people at Dutch Bottoms praying, calling out his name. Begging God to move on the young man's heart so that he'd be saved. You see, it just don't happen if it don't come through the church. Because you can't be born without a mother. Now, let's go one step farther. When Zion, who's Zion? That's the mama. When Zion travaileth, what happens? She'll bring forth sons and daughters, bring forth children. How about it, Dutch Bottoms? Are you in trouble? How about it, Dutch Bottoms? Sitting right over our most days. Are you in trouble? How about it, Dutch Bottoms? Sitting right back there behind Marvin and Joanne most days. She was standing right up here, as close as we've ever got her to the altar two weeks ago, Sunday night. And her sister even testified and called her by name, standing this close to her, and said if she'd just pray, Jesus would save her. Are you in trouble now, Dutch Bottoms? We sure do have enough to be. Saw one saved in Bible school. Saw one saved back here in the Sunday school room. Got one to go. Are we in trouble? Because we sure do need to be. Well, preacher, I read to you. Might have been last Sunday and over in Revelations about the church that said we have need of nothing and knew not that they were wretched and vile and poor. 
that they were just in a terrible shape. If you've not realized that we need to be in trouble, that we need to be in travail, that we need to be praying, what was I preaching on? Still blessed. John has you raise your hand a lot. I'm going to have you raise your hand right now. How many of you were blessed Sunday night two weeks ago when Tavian was standing right here and said, Jesus saved me? Look what happened, Tavian. Look how many people got a blessing out of your testimony. That was wonderful, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. That's one. Yes. Go and see another too. That's exactly right. Yes. You preach it, Miss Craig. That's right. Yes. We're going to see one more. <laughs> I preached about this for a while. Somebody said that's one less. But I've called this many off this morning. I'm not satisfied until they're all saved until every one of them is saved we don't need to sit down we don't need to rest the time for that's when we get to glory while we're here let's take as many with us as we can you want a little scripture for that okay it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. We're living in a world that says, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I can't tell you how many times I've been called, how many times I've been run into. Did you ever stop to think, maybe if you went to God's house, you might be blessed. (laughs) They won't darken the door of the church. Now, there comes times in our lives we all have a need. But I believe this, God will supply. Is that wrong? what he said? I believe he said he'd supply our every need. Friend, I'm here to tell you today, we are blessed. Go to Walmart. Go to Walmart on Christmas Eve. Go to Walmart on Black Friday. See how many people love you. You can't find what we've got here up there. We're still blessed. COVID's hit. We had to shut the door for a while. I tried to carry on. We had services with 10. Until we could open back up. We had service out in the parking lot for a while. We come back in the building. We've had folks that are sick. We've had folks that had the virus. That's been two and a half years or longer. We're still here. We're still doing what God commissioned us to do. We're still blessed. As long as we can see somebody saved, we can say we're blessed. Well, preacher, I want to see this. I want to see that. You better want to see somebody saved. Because without that, we're not having church. Without the power of God coming by and drawing sinners, we're wasting our time. All right. I appreciate what Lisa said.
just for a sinner to have another day of mercy is a blessing. 